Hello, beautiful souls and limitless beings. Welcome to the Shamanic Soul Sisters with your host, Maria Jingris and Samantha Shea, where the discussions are multidimensional, courageously imperfect, and dynamically empowered with wisdom, compassion, humor, healing, and love. Now, here are Maria and Samantha. Hey, 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 Maria from Branches of Vibrational Healing. Thank you guys for joining our fourth podcast. We're so excited to have you here with us. I can't believe it's number four. This is Samantha, also from Branches of Vibrational Healing. We are so thankful for you guys to tune in and listen and be a part of our story and our journey that we want to share with everybody. Today, we're going to get into self-acceptance because it segues off of last episode on manifesting law of attraction and karma. And we're going to just start off like Maria was mentioning in our last episode about going into our centers through breath because within our breath, we can really begin to listen to what we need and silence the external environment to be within our center. So we just welcome you all. Once again, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But we welcome you to just take a nice gentle breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. And as you do this, just imagine you loving yourself. Loving all aspects of yourself from head to toe. And as you breathe in and out, Allow yourself to, that expectation, just think of one time you felt not accepted by someone else. And as you bring this into your awareness, know that that's okay. That it's okay if other people don't accept you. It's okay to sometimes not feel like your love's received. Because we are all here as spiritual beings experiencing a human journey. And it is important for us to learn to accept ourselves. Because it is not until we accept ourselves that can we really understand other people accepting us. So as you breathe in, just imagine breathing in self-love and breathing out anything less. Breathing in self-love and breathing out anything less. And throughout your days, just allow yourself to do this a couple times, especially when you wake up, because it'll empower you to get your day moving. It'll empower you to come online to self and to know that you are limitless and unstoppable in anything you desire and anything you want. So with that being said, we appreciate you just going into your center and doing that with us. Our greatest thing we want to share with you all is the power in self-love because Maria and I, we've learned and we're still learning every day how to love ourselves through accepting ourselves. And we felt that this topic was really important when it came to manifesting because everything that we've gone through in our lives, um, we need to realize that there's been shame and judgment placed in how we see ourselves since pretty much almost birth, right? And whether people are directly shaming or judging us, 
there's still the the vibration and the energy when people are communicating things or their their body mannerisms, their tone, the way they look at you. We all feel judged in some way, but when we learn to you know realize that we're judged we feel judged, we can look within ourselves and be like, why do we feel this way? Am I actually judging myself or am I Am I allowing someone else's thoughts about me to affect me, accepting me and what I want to do? And I'm sure everyone can agree when you grow up, it's like there people are like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Right? Like, Maria, what, what did you want to be when you grow up? I'm trying to remember. Like, I know I remember being asked that question many times. And it's like I'm drawing a wicked blank because I don't think I knew. And yeah. It's funny you ask that because that question has really popped into my head a lot over these last five years of my awakening of how, again, programmed we are from such a young age that we believe that we're our career because of just mm-hmm. just that simple question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it's always in relationship to basically what career path do you want? Can you see yourself doing for the next 50, 60 years? And so no wonder why we are all so attached and identify with our career, because that's that's been the burning age old question since we were kids. What do we want to be? And I honestly I know it wasn't a nurse. I know that. But I don't <laughs> I, I honestly don't remember um, what my answer was to that. And I now know my answer is like what I said last week. I just want to be happy and healthy. (laughs) Right? And there's so many kids are like, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be a dancer. I want to be this. I want to be that. And it's beautiful. It's great to have this imagination because I also don't remember what I said when I was younger. I, I really don't. And there's always people in the environment. There's always one, as you would say, naysayer (laughs) that No matter what we say we want to be, if it doesn't fit someone else's mold of success, quote unquote, then there's shame and judgment placed into what we want to be. Or you're not smart enough to do that. Or sorry, our our family doesn't have enough money. You can't be that. Or you're too old. Or, well, you better start changing this, changing that. It's like we, we grow up in society where other people's judgment of how we're meant to live then somehow decides how we we do live and how we operate and that we're supposed to go to school and then oh gotta go to college or you're quote unquote a loser you're not making anything of yourself it's like why why can't I be a creator why can't I take time to figure out what I want to do right and in the the media we talk about this a lot because the media is one of the greatest shamers I feel and I don't know how many times like I, I will look on social media or in a movie or something and I'm and especially movies like people are actors that is not that actual person playing that role but yet we we fixate on that actor or that actress and then in media it's like if that person's beautiful and if I don't look just like that then there's shame I, there's shame and judgment right and we tend to point fingers at other people rather than looking within and being like, hold on, why am I judging what that person's doing? Why am I trying to control what that person's doing when I don't even know like who I am or what I'm doing? And I don't, and it's like, 
am I doing what makes me happy or not? And, you know, there's all these filters that people put on themselves in pictures. And it's like, what's wrong with freckles? What's wrong with, with rolls and flabs and all this, right? Like, what's wrong with it? And there's nothing wrong with it. But everything in the external has us judge ourselves. And it's very unconscious, like super, super unconscious. And I don't know, there's, there's, we talked about this before, but anything that doesn't bring you joy or fun or makes you like second guess, guess yourself, that means that it's not aligned with you. And I'm going to talk about briefly this conversation I had this weekend with my family. I got to go away with my family. Um, and I realized another layer of self-acceptance and how it plays into communication and our beliefs. So this weekend, my, my, my brother came up to me and um, he goes, have you seen any dead people? <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, because no, around me. And I said, yeah. And then he was like, well, why don't you tell me these things? Blah, 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 blah. And we went into this whole conversation. I was like, because you don't believe me. You don't believe in that stuff. And then my dad was saying, well, I believe in Sam. Like, if there's anyone to believe, I'll believe in Sam. And that took me and my brother by surprise. Because in the past, when I did readings for my dad, when he asked me, the way he communicated, it didn't seem like he did believe in me, even though the reading was spot on. So I had this, like, I was taken back. And I was like, wait, you believe in me? And then I realized that it shifted my belief that he didn't believe in me because of the way he shared something, because the way he, he voiced it and his mannerisms. And then my brother was like, well, at Thanksgiving, you, you mentioned that you didn't, you didn't believe in that stuff. So it also affected my brother's belief. And it was just like this trickle down effect, right? And so this weekend, there was a lot of profound conversations that happened. And I don't even think they realized yet, but maybe if they listen to this, how much it meant to me for them to actually come to me and ask questions. Because I have felt so, even though I know I'm very much loved, I have felt so isolated from my family. And because of the way they communicate and how I've learned that communication can be toxic based on if it's coming from wounding, fear, or love, right? But like we were saying, all anyone that's coming from fear ultimately just wants love, right? So to hear them ask me questions and to say to me, well, we just can't get, we just can't understand who you are now and how you were able to leave being a nurse and doing this to now be communicating with the dead and with energy, like, because we grew up with you. We don't understand it. And that's when I realized it's very hard for us to accept things about others if we don't understand something. So then we need to ask questions. And I, I am not someone that, um, well, let me backtrack. My entire life, I felt like I had to prove something to my family. I, um, it was coming from an abandonment, not that they like left me, but me not sharing things me pushing aside my feelings. So when I was stepping into the spiritual community, 
And I was excited to share, like, I'm like, dad, oh my God, I went to this mediumship class and I shared with him. And for him to then say he didn't believe it, I realized it wasn't that he didn't believe me. He didn't believe in what he didn't understand because he couldn't understand it. And so I've been living, I've been walking around with this belief that he doesn't believe me. So that's how powerful our beliefs are. And with my brother, I was like, out of all people, I thought you would believe in the spiritual world because of the things that you've told me growing up. And it wasn't that he doesn't believe in it all. It's like he doesn't, he wants proof, but he doesn't know how I am so connected. And I'm like, well, we're all spiritual beings. So it wasn't until though I was able to fully accept myself and not have to prove myself to them or shove, you know, spiritual or energy healing onto them that they then gravitated towards me to be like, wow, Sam's happy. She's like doing like, wow, like she's actually like without me shoving it on them. Right. And then they were able to come to me and ask me questions because I have now fully accepted myself. So I could answer, answer them and have a conversation with them knowing that they were not judging me. They were now trying to understand me because I've learned how to understand myself, even though it still blows my mind some things. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Just a little. (laughs) So the power in how one communicates something, whether you're reading a text message and you just tell somebody, hey, I don't want to do that. If that person's like, well, that hurt my feelings, blah, blah. It's like, no, I'm just being honest. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm I'm just being honest with myself. And I'm not trying to shame you, but people... They, they, we live in a world of judgment. So we automatically go into this judgment of, well, they don't want to hang out. So that means they don't want to hang out with me. What did I do? What did I do? And it's like, no, 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 you didn't, you didn't do anything. I'm now accepting to stand up for myself that I don't want to do something. It's not because I don't like you. And it's just, it's just amazing to be able to step back and look and see how many layers of self you need to look at in order to accept self and then look at the external and be like, wow, there are so many people pointing fingers at other people because they don't want to look at themselves because they don't even realize that they're living in judgment. And I feel like this plays a huge part in the um, pandemic of divide, don't you? Uh, Just a little. (laughs) Yes, speaking my language. Yes. Um, Judgment. It is totally rooted in fear, as we've talked about um, in the past. And I know for me, similar to Sam, my whole life, I have really strived for that acceptance, that external approval. And I think on some level, all of us have because of the way we've been conditioned. We want to feel loved by our peers, our family. We want to feel heard. That is the biggest thing that I have really observed with all of my clients, whether it's through coaching, energy healing, readings, everybody feels misunderstood and not heard. And this is a big reason too why Sam and I wanted to do the podcast because it was a way for us to step out of that limiting belief and those fears of how we're going to be perceived by the by the public right we we fully understand that by putting ourselves out there 
we're also putting ourselves out there for potential criticism because as Sam was saying, the divide in this earth plane right now is so loud. It's so obvious. And Sam and I were talking before we jumped on to record the podcast. And I was saying how I have never really observed and witnessed so much judgment since I started walking the spiritual path and more specifically in quote unquote spiritual communities, like the right down to the pandemic, like everything with the masks, the jab, right? The amount of division and judgment that I was seeing on both sides of the fence, people that are, I'm light, I'm a light worker, I'm a light worker. And in the next breath, like they're literally shaming and bullying people that are getting the jab or that are wearing a mask, right? And it's just like, whoa, what? what is going on here? Like, this is, <laughs> this is wild to me. Like, I thought, you know, we're supposed to be spiritual and like that doesn't feel loving to me. Like that feels like we are literally playing into the divide of the 3D matrix. Like, and, and, you know, I observed that for a couple of years and then kept zooming out and really just started recognizing that, yes, those of us that maybe uh, refer to ourselves as light workers or star seeds, or there's a whole plethora of labels now that have been birthed in the in the spiritual communities but those of us that have perceived ourselves to be in in that realm um it's just we're all in different to me stages of awareness and different awakenings so while there was a lot of blaming and shaming being thrown around i can still even zoom out a little bit further and see from a higher perspective like oh in order to actually step out of judgment we have to get really loud with our judgment and this goes this goes hand in hand in what I was talking about last week about when I started to recognize how toxic my thoughts were. I didn't realize how critical and judgmental I was of the world around me until I started to really listen to those those voices, those beliefs, and feel that energy inside of me and recognize how it didn't feel good living inside of me. And I'm like, wow, I am super judgmental of people like. <laughs> I seem to think I have it all figured out for the world. Like, but in the irony of it, it of it is, it's I was judgmental because, like Sam saying, I have been so critical of myself my whole life. Like hardcore, super hard on myself. I even remember like when I saw a medium back when I was like 17 years old, her telling me, like, you're too hard on yourself. You're too hard on yourself. Like I've heard that so many times in readings. And um I always kind of my pride would take it on as like a almost like a compliment like yeah I'm hard on myself because I keep myself accountable like that makes me a good person when in the irony it made me just a very suffering person because I was constantly judging myself and I can recognize that that came from a whole plethora of things it came from like Sam was saying other people's other people's opinions, other people's words, their actions, their tone of voice, you know, there, there's so many things in the external that I could sit here and blame. And that's not what I'm doing. I'm just recognizing that my belief system is created by like a myriad of things like it, it but that it actually wasn't created by me. <laughs> and <Correct. laughs> I've attached myself to them and created them as my beliefs. So I lived a very, um, 
judgmental life of self. And then it wasn't until like my body was really getting really sick. And I started like listening to just my conversations about people and about situations. And it was like, wow, I am like wicked cynical. And I was not always that way. It definitely was something that happened as I became older and just, you know, different life experiences I went through and it did not feel good to me. So as I observed that sort of same behavior in these spiritual communities, I was like, oh, people have to actually get wicked loud with their judgment to realize that's what they're doing because it's so programmed into us that I don't even think we know when we're judging. Like I really don't. Like I think it's done so unconsciously until you can actually sit with yourself and go, what is what does judgment feel like? Well, to me, it feels like fear because I know it's, it is rooted in fear. That's what judgment is coming from. It's coming from like Sam saying, like not understanding something. So what do we do? We judge because if we don't understand something, it scares us. It, it literally frightens us when we can't understand things. And that's, that's literally what we're seeing right now erupting on this earth plane is like people cannot even like wrap their brains around that what's happening could actually be a result of people doing this. Like, and that's a very hard concept to even start wrapping the linear brain. So what do we do? We just, I don't want to know. I just don't want to know. It's easier not to know. It's easier not to know. But inside, like we do know something feels off. We've known for a few years now, something feels off in the collective. And to me, that's people feeling the the, the fear-based agenda that we're living in, right? And again, that goes mm-hmm. right back to judgment. And so, yeah, for me, I've lived... 95% of my life in a in a judgment zone not planet fitness we'll say <laughs> but I, I had to re- up and I put things down exactly <laughs> and I throw yeah. things exactly and I judge the shit out of myself and in turn I'm judging everybody else and then I'm I'm also feeling like I'm being judged even when I'm not being judged because secretly I'm mm-hmm. judging myself so this mm-hmm. goes this goes back to like Sam and I were talking how like perception truly is our reality. And what I mean when I say that is that we perceive and receive other people based on we, where we are internally at energetically. If we're in a, in we'll say a loving state, a self-acceptance state, no matter what somebody says to us from the external, whether it's good or bad, it's not going to affect or change how we feel and, and see ourselves. So as humans, we're constantly receiving and perceiving people based on where we're at. So the journey of trying to gain people's approval and validation and acceptance is exhausting. And trust me, I've done it for 30 something years. And you're always seeking that, like Sam was saying, like with her family, I can, I can relate to that certain family members seeking that that approval that validation that that like support i think is maybe what i'm really looking for but the ego part of me wants the validation the approval that what i'm saying is right that what i'm saying mm-hmm. resonates with them or or not even that but just that i make sense that's one of like my biggest fears is that i don't make sense to people and i've had to really work through a lot of layers of that with myself and and get honest with myself and go does it really matter if people understand you? You know that people can only meet you as deep as they've met themselves. So what do you actually really care about how people are perceiving, receiving you? If you 
love you, all aspects of you, all the parts that you previously judged, the trauma, the pain, the things that you did wrong, your mistakes, all of that shadow aspect, if you can really learn to love that about you, then what do you care what people think, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's like, I, I understand that concept, but getting there energetically has been layers. I've had to go through layers of it. And as Sam is saying, she and I are both still working through it, but from a much more conscious lens now. So I know when that sort of um, lesson or experience is coming up for me. I know when I'm sort of being, I don't even like to say tested because I don't feel like we test ourselves where we're here to learn and grow and experience. But I can feel when that um, energy is coming up of like external judgment, it's really telling me to go back inside myself and go, it's only bothering you because there's still an aspect of you judging you for that or for something else. So sit with yourself, figure out what you haven't accepted about you. And what they say is literally not going to matter. It's not going to matter one way or another. Mm -hmm. And like going into um, everything around the shot and with Maria and I being, you know, in the healthcare field and we, this is, it's not the first time we talked about this, but this goes into the acceptance thing because when I found out that the shots were being mandated and forced, I had to sit for a while with this and be like, well, why don't I want it? And why is everyone else getting it? And like, what's wrong with like how, like what's, what's wrong with me? Like, I was like automatically going in and be like, what's wrong with me versus like, what, what really is this shot about? So I um, would sit with myself and when everyone else is like, I'm seeing all these posts of people that were my friends too. And then it worked with was like, do your job, do, you know, like <laughs> protect everybody. And I'm like, wow, why do I feel this way then? Like something within me doesn't feel right. So I did my research and everything. And I saw that we could write a religious exemption and a religious exemption really means like if you have sincerely held beliefs, Right. And if you look up in the laws and like the Civil Rights Act um, with the EEOC and everything, there are laws that say what religious belief means. And it's a sincerely held belief that goes around your will, your consciousness and what you desire, what you believe is right. So like no one's religion is right or wrong. No one's beliefs are right or wrong in the state of law. Yet no one who put in a religious exemption, got accepted. So that's when I, I realized this isn't about health, nor is, nor is this about beliefs. This is about something deeper. But I have to look at, well, what do I want? Because, yeah, I'm now about to be pushed to lose my job. And I'm, I'm almost, well, I am. I'm being forced to, like, to show up for what spirit's been telling me to show up for, which is my job, like my, my business branch, the vibrational healing with Maria. And it was really, really hard because now again, I'm feeling like the black sheep. Everyone else that I was working with was all about the shot or was saying, I don't want it, but I have no choice. And to me, I've always felt like we've had a choice with anything in life. We, I, I 1000 bajillion think that we have a choice no matter what. It's just a matter of how do I align myself with what's right for me and like, but first like see your choices, right? And 
when I put in my religious exemption and realized I got denied, they then made a policy after the denial for, you know, the shot. It was really hard because everyone in my immediate family was like, just do it. Just get the shot. Like you're throwing away your life. You're doing that. Shame, complete shame and judgment put on to me by my own family and by other people's family that I, I respect. And I'm like, wait a second. I, I can't I can't live like this because no one has actually asked me, how do you feel? Are you happy? No one ever asked because I realized they, they didn't even know because they didn't understand following their own beliefs, right? And I was like, no if, if no one even is asking me if I'm happy or like noticing how depressed I've actually been this last year, then why should I a- appease the masses and when like it's making me sick and I'm not happy? Like I can't do that anymore, especially when I know that there's this whole quote unquote spiritual realm, which is really just love, a vibration of love, which feels so much better than what's happening in this world right now. And so I, when I submitted it and I got denied, I knew I was losing my job. That is when I saw even more of the divide of what was going on of people judging people. And I never had to accept myself more than I did then because I was like, well, I really need to love myself right now because I'm, I feel like I'm going up against the world. But I can do it. I can do it because I've seen a bigger vision and I believe in myself. And I have Maria that believes in me. I have my fiance that believes in me. But you know what? I have creator. I have I have source. I have love. And I'm going to go. Th- uh, that's what I'm going to believe in now. I'm going to believe in what feels good, even though everyone around me thinks I'm going to fail. And I didn't fail because I believed in myself because I accepted myself where I was at. I accepted the anger that I had. I had so much anger. <laughs> But you know what? Rather than turning that anger into destruction and like pointing my fingers at everyone and being like, well, you're the idiot for getting that or you're you're this. It's like, no, 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 no. You also all have a path. You also have your beliefs. So I'm going to use my anger that I'm feeling for having my beliefs basically denied, um, even though it's a law. I'm going to use that anger and turn it into passion. I'm going to turn it into courage. I'm going to turn it into curiosity. And I have chills right now because I'm like, I am now being pushed outside of my comfort zone more than ever (laughs) (laughs) to show up for me. And like knowing that I'm, I'm despite other people's beliefs, I'm not hurting anybody by doing something for me. Right. I'm not. If you want to think that I'm hurting you because I'm going something that I believe in because I believe that we all have an immune system that can defend itself. I believe that we all have a will and a body and we have autonomy over ourselves. I, I personally believe that we were given this body and the right to decide on what we want to do with our body. As soon as we were born, we chose to incarnate to have a choice and we don't have to come back. Like Maria was saying, we don't have to, we don't have to reincarnate over and over again. We don't. That's a that's a belief that um, a lot of religions put into place so you feel accepted by something. But as soon as you accept you and like what makes you feel good, it sends a vibration out for the universe to be like, oh, dude, look, 
She's accepting herself and they start to bring things to you to, yes, have you learned more because they seen they like the universe, <laughs> your higher self sees that you are a badass, that you are courageous, that you turned your anger and your rage into something that helps you grow and helps you also see the world in a new way. Cause I would, all I wanted to do was now not like, I guess a part of me wanted to prove myself, right? That I could do it, but I, I was now proving it to myself that I could do it and not to anybody else. Cause I realized I can't make anyone happy. I can't save anybody, but I can make me happy. And that's what I'm going for because no, like my, for 30 something years, I've never felt more alive than when I started making choices for myself and looking myself in the mirror and actually staring at myself and being like, damn, I love myself. Like, wow, I'm not good in this area, but I'm good in this area, but that's okay. Like, it's okay. And as soon as I, um, once I left the hospital, I I, I got cancer and I realized that I didn't want to share that with a lot of people because I had shame and I didn't think I had shame at the time. And this goes into what Maria was saying with the spiritual community around because you're a spirit, quote unquote spiritual being that um, there's, there's judgments placed in it. And Maria explains this really well because it goes into like this, this judgment of like how you're a spiritual being, how you should or shouldn't act and like what's right and what's wrong and when I was still working in the hospital, I remember people would come up to me, other nurses, and be like, can you just go in that room because you're, quote, unquote, spiritual and witchy? Like, can you just go in that room and, like, cleanse the air and do this? Like, people just had this preconceived judgment on what a spiritual being is and that, like, I'm acting as, like, a god. And it's like, I'm, I'm still Sam. I'm a spiritual being in this body, <laughs> you know? And, like, so when I when I was explaining to Maria that I realized I had shame around my cancer, she described it perfectly. And I feel like a lot of you will understand this. Mm -hmm. Yes. The shaming and judgment, like I was saying that I've seen in the spiritual communities I get is we as humans just waking up to different stages and levels of awareness. But when Sam told me about feeling the shame around the cancer, I was like, yeah, I know. I knew that because I, I flashed back to the day just a little over a year ago when she called me and told me. And I remember her saying something, you know, along the lines of like, I, I, I'm a healer. Like, and now I just got cancer. Like, what's wrong with me? Right. So mm -hmm. we immediately go into what's wrong with us. We're doing something wrong. We're doing something wrong here. I'm a healer. And now I just got cancer. Are you, are you serious? And I was like, I, you know, I let her express, but literally as she was saying that to me, I could see both of our higher selves standing in the room that I was in. And they were like, you know, they were basically like, she's going to judge herself for this, but you have to tell her it's, it's because of this very intense trauma work that she's been doing on herself for the previous six months that the cancer finally came up to the surface. So the cancer had been brewing for some time, right? And because of her very deep, intentional, conscious work she was doing on herself to, to start releasing certain layers of energies, the cancer came up to the surface and reared its ugly head, right? So it was 
because she was healing that the cancer actually came up. And that's kind of a hard concept for a lot of people. I, I, I understand that because we perceive healing to be this magical, beautiful thing. And oh my God, we're healed. And what I've learned and I even knew it as a nurse because I saw the healing process, especially when it came to like wounds, wounds always had to get worse before they actually healed from the inside out. And Mm -hmm. I use that as an analogy to this, this inner work that I talk about doing this healing work that we do on ourselves. It's literally, it happens from the inside out, but you are going through layers of, we'll say skin cells, right? You're going through layers and layers of conditioning, of pain, of trauma. So just because you release 10 layers doesn't mean there's not still layers deeper that need to be released. And so with the cancer, I knew she was going to immediately go to that space of like, she's doing something wrong. How can I be a healer? How can I provide all of these gifts to people? And I'm sick. And I have felt that a couple times in the last few years when I've gotten sick with like flu, flu type things. And my, my higher self is very quick to come in and be like, you're judging yourself again. You know, this is literally just your body releasing energy that, that you have been consciously working on releasing emotionally, mentally, and now physically, your body is saying it's time to let it go. So in order to let it go, guess what? We have to feel it. Guess what? It actually manifests in a condition what we as the human perceive to be worse, but it's all about how we are learning through that process. And it comes back to trusting, trusting our body. Our bodies are so intelligent and they are always talking to us, but we tend to ignore them for a long time. And for me, like my, my sicknesses didn't just happen overnight, right? Like they had been manifesting for some time. And it wasn't until I started doing work on myself that it was more stuff was coming to the surface. And I teach this all the time to my clients, especially my coaching ones, because they, that's what they do when they work with me. They do their deep inner shadow work. They, they go through layers and they go through stages of judging themselves, feeling like they've gone backwards and they haven't. It's just because they've reached another uh, another layer. It's a peel of the onion, right? I've used that analogy many times. You hear that a lot of people talk about that, but it's literally what it is. You're literally peeling another layer back and there's another layer. Mm-hmm. And so with Sam's cancer, I, I knew exactly where she was going to go because I've gone there a couple of times myself. Like, oh my God, I'm a healer and I'm sick. Like, what's this shit? But then it's like, oh, right, that's, again, a belief, a program in our society that if you are, quote unquote, spiritual, you are supposed to show up a certain way. You're supposed to live your life a certain way. And this is where I really saw so much judgment in these spiritual communities because people were starting to make new choices for themselves, but then they weren't honoring the fact that other people still have their own choices to make. And like eating meat is one of the things that I see people shamed for. And, you know, as we go, go through this spiritual journey, a lot of us end up giving up meat for a multitude of reasons. I, I can tell you, I, I'm one of those people that I never thought I'd stop eating meat. I loved a good hunk of prime rib, let me tell you. <laughs> So to sit here and be like, wow, yeah, I don't eat meat anymore. But for me, it was very, it was a personal decision. 
And I don't judge anybody that does or doesn't eat meat. I don't think that they're any less spiritual or more spiritual because you eat meat. And I use that as an example because that's one that is very, very heavily thrown around at people that I think a lot of people resonate with. To me, being spiritual literally just means that you start listening to your spirit. That's that's being spiritual. Yet we've now created yet another sort of paradigm around spirituality and have almost made it like another religion. And there's all these like judgments that if you're not living a certain way, then you're not spiritual. And I've said this so many times, and I will say it probably till the day I exit this this reality, that the more spiritual I've become, I've also become more human. So I am more connected to the human experience and human journey, the more connected I am to my spirit. So guess what that means? That means I feel more, I express more. So on the outside, I could perceive as like I'm losing my shit and like I'm a mess because I'm emotional. I've always been emotional. I've suppressed a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But now I'm honoring that part of me because I understand that being emotional, being compassionate, being empathic is what allows me to tap into these these innate gifts. So it's it's a gift. It's not something bad. But I was shamed for at a young age that I'm too sensitive. I'm too emotional. And when I hear that still, I'm not going to lie, that triggers the F mm-hmm. out of me still. Mm-hmm. Because it's something that was like really ingrained very young into me. And I've heard it so many times throughout my life. And I've been shut off for it because I'm too emotional. I'm too much for people. And this goes back to what we're talking about with self-acceptance. I now recognize that all of those naysayers, all of those you're too emotional people are some of my most potent teachers because they're teaching me to go back inside and say, where am I still judging myself? Because if I'm allowing their opinion to affect how I feel about me, that means there's a part of me that believes that. That's why I'm being affected by it, because my own belief system around me is still in a judgment zone. Again, not Planet Fitness. <laughs> so it's, I use those those experiences now in an empowering way. It's not to say I still don't get like, again, triggered by it, but I can really like quickly kind of shift out of the trigger and recognize like, oh, I see what this is. This is about me not caring about what they think of me, how they're perceiving or receiving me, because I do know people receive and perceive based on where they're at energetically, internally. So what do I actually care what they're saying oh, it's because there's a part of me that still believes that to be true about myself. So I have to go in and allow myself to feel through that again to release another layer and hit another layer of self-acceptance. And I'll quickly share an experience that I just had two weeks ago or a little over a week ago. I took a four-day certification course and I haven't taken any classes in now a couple of years um, because spirit like they said to Sam, we, we took a, a whole bunch of classes when we were first learning all this energy stuff because we were like these eager little beavers, right? But then it became like spirit was like, okay, you have the tools. Now it's time for you to go go do it yourself. Like you don't, please stop taking classes. So I was like, okay, taking more classes. But this came up and I spirit was guiding me to do this. It was learning um, grief recovery. 
and a, a very specific modality. And I know that grief is something we'll cover in another podcast, but it's something that spirit has been very loud these last few months about me starting to really work around grief again. And because um, it's going to be a very, a very needed modality for the collective um, because also understand that grief is it's a loss of anything. It doesn't just mean death of a loved one. Sam had to grieve losing her job, right? So it's loss of anything that we knew as normal or a change in a familiar pattern. That's that's what we grieve. So I took this class and it was very um, systematic, we'll say. And it was like being, re- I was like being back in school kind of, um, but I knew I was supposed to be there. I knew there was stuff I needed to learn. And the first day we all, we got on, there was nine of us in the class. So we introduced ourselves at our background and I was definitely the black sheep, we'll say. Um, just, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. And the the second day we had like an exercise, we were given an assignment and I asked if I could if I could do it on basically my spiritual awakening and grieving what I, what I knew to be true before I started awakening to like the system. Right. And I knew that probably wasn't going to fly, but that's my truth. And that's what I felt like I needed to work through my grief of that. And I was pretty heavily shot down and in a way shamed in front of the whole group and had to sit with that afterwards. And, um, I like I literally felt like I was in first grade again because I was pretty much being told by the teacher like you can't do that like and like almost like what are you stupid and it was her tone just like Sam was saying it was her tone it was her delivery it was how she looked at me on the zoom camera and it was just like okay like got it got got it don't want to like ruffle the feathers rock the boat because old me is very like okay I'll do whatever the assignment says like I just want to be the good student I don't want to like rock the boat but I was like no this is my truth so obviously I'm not going to fight her on it. I understood what she was saying. I followed the rules in in the way that I needed to so I could learn this modality. And by the last day, she acknowledged that she was pretty much judging me from the first day. And I was very appreciative that she made this comment. She basically said like I've had I had another energy healer in my class before. And um, I thought I was going to have the same problem with you. She literally said it just like that. Very, very direct um, communication from her. And what could be maybe perceived as abrasive a little bit, depending on where you are internally. So I Mm -hmm. recognize that. And she's really just direct. And she basically was saying, like, I thought I was going to have a problem with you, but I've watched your attitude these last four days and you've been open to learning. You didn't come in like a know-it-all. You weren't trying to like pump your beliefs into it. And she's like, and you've actually really been a pleasure and I've learned from you. And it was like, whoa, like I didn't see that coming, but I knew because I had gone through two days prior, her basically like shaming me. And I had to get to a place where I was like, you know what? I don't really care what she thinks about me. I don't care what anybody in my class thinks about me. I'm trying to do the assignment in the way that I need to do it for me. But I'm also honoring that they have a a structured format of how this needs to be done to receive the information I need to receive. So I didn't feel like I was caving. But for the first time, I felt like I was still allowing myself to be me and not shift how I was showing up. I didn't change my beliefs after that. I didn't think like, oh, let me tone me down now, like how I would have used to feel. And then two days later, she's basically giving me a compliment, which 
old me would have been like, yeah, yeah, there's that approval. But it wasn't. I just felt gratitude. And I was like, wow, her perception of me could have very easily shifted how I believed I was or or how I felt about myself that whole weekend. Right from the beginning, she disapproved of me. So I could have fallen into that. Then when she approved of me, I could have been like, oh, now I feel great about myself. But what I learned was like, it didn't matter how she saw me. What mattered was how I remained true to me no matter what was being delivered externally to me. And so it was another layer of like, oh my God, another layer of self-acceptance. That's what I learned from this four-day grief thing. That's awesome. Because <laughs> it was like, wow, I needed that. I needed to be in a situation with somebody that I perceived to be above me that was knowing of a, a concept that that I would have normally put on a pedestal, a teacher, right? Like teachers I always had on pedestals. They're older than me. They, they know more about what they're teaching, so they know it all, right? We all do that. That's why we're in the shit show we're in right now, to be honest, because we're listening to all these people that we perceive to know better than we do. And let me tell you, people, nobody knows what's best for you except you. Correct. You eat boom, chicka on a boom, boom, because you could have easily gone back to what you said, like in first grade, to me, like all of high school, my entire life, actually, I was afraid to raise my hand because I mm -hmm. thought that I wasn't smart enough. Because when I would ask people to support me or help me with with like homework, should say it didn't go too well. There was a lot of back and forth. But because I don't learn the same as other people, but you went there to learn something and you were determined to learn why you were there. Why were you guided there? And by you just being in your energy, you received that answer, right? Mm -hmm. And she was judging you without even knowing that she was judging you. Mm -hmm. But by you being in your energy and your being, that's what we mean by being, she was able to then share that with you, which is beautiful because she did it in front of everybody where she originally shamed you, right? Yep. So, but, but she didn't, I don't think she knew that she was doing that. And a lot of people don't. They don't know they're doing that. And... So like going into the back real quick into the cancer thing, once I realized I was shaming myself, but not realizing at the time, I was just like judging like, why is this happening? What I did is I actually put my hand on my stomach and I connected to it. And I was like, I want to love you. Let me love you. And I called Maria and then we went into this crazy wild thing. But I've, I realized the power in loving ourselves whenever something happens to us and we're like, why, why? 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 It's like that why is our teacher. So we need to look at that why because that's where the self-acceptance comes in. And going into the grieving with Maria, it, she's taking this course, right? The same time that I get a notification um, about my appeal hearing for my unemployment that literally happened a year later. And the dates up to it was just crazy. But um, when I had gotten fired, I was like, I'm going to apply for unemployment because that's what everyone else is getting it. Like, I'm going to try, right? And I got denied right away. So I just figured I was forgotten about, didn't, didn't even try, appeal it, nothing, right? All of a sudden, a year later, the day my um, fiance's mom passed, who was very, very, very in fear of me losing my job, um, I got a, I got an email saying, Hey, there's an, a, there's a hearing for you for your unemployment. I'm like, 
what? But I didn't see it on that day. I didn't see it for literally three weeks later because the last thing on my mind is something that I already closed the door on. And it was interesting because it was the system. And Maria is trying to do her grieving timeline on the system while now I am being like the system of my greatest trauma, one of my greatest traumas, but yet one of my greatest awakenings, another awakening from my my self-love is coming back. And I was like, why am I super triggered? Oh my God. Like, and I had a hearing on the 10th of February, which was literally the 10th of February, one year ago on 2022 at 1 PM, the same time of my hearing was when the doctor called me and was like telling me I had cancer. So, I mean, if you really guys want to believe in numbers here. Okay. So I was like, whoa. And, um, and Maria was the first person I called, but so I'm super triggered by why do I have a hearing right now? Like I've already closed this door. I don't, I don't want to like, this is actually just really annoying to me because I wasn't heard before. Like, why is this happening? And then I'm like, oh, there's the why. And why am I being triggered? So I had to go inside and like sit with that. And I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to fight for this because I believe in myself, but I'm fighting for the quote unquote injustice that I felt that all of people are feeling. So whether I, I win the hearing or not, I've already won because I've, I've proved to myself that I can do it. Like I can, I had a choice and I listened to me and like my life blossomed. Like my tribe came, I, I've met so many beautiful people. I've never felt so much more humility, love, and gratitude in my entire life by making the choice to accept myself and believe in myself. So when this hearing came up, I was like, fuck this. Like, this is so annoying. But I'm realizing, oh my God, I haven't actually grieved the fact that I felt injustice happening. So I sat with myself and I I was like, spirit, bring me to healing my energy around the system. The same time Maria's doing it, right? But we don't even know we're both doing it. And it wasn't the system that I needed to forgive because I saw my dog's face who passed two days later after finding out about the cancer. And he was like, you need to, you need to forgive yourself around health. I was like, what? And he showed me all of these things. And he's like, you need to forgive yourself around blaming yourself around around illness or where when you believed you weren't strong when you were strong that's what you need to forgive yourself for not the system you you've already proven to the system that you're you're badass like you've already proven that you're courageous and so like this that's why this is happening and I was like all right and so I got all of my parts on board and I did the hearing at 1 p.m and today I got the well it was on the 11th at 1.11 p.m., I got an email, but I didn't check it till today. And um, I, I won. I won the unemployment. I won it. And it wasn't the money. It was like my parts were jumping because like I won in the fact that I was able to stand up for myself and finally share my, share my truth and share the injustice and how it, the policy wasn't uniformly enforced and how the policy wasn't made and all of the wrong that was done because I believed in myself. So believing in yourself is so powerful, guys. 
And it, it starts with looking at where are you judging yourself and are those judgments even your own reality or are they someone else's being projected on you? Because like you are so limitless and beautiful and like we need to celebrate every time we, we show ourselves love because it is potent. It is so potent. And I called Maria. I was like, we won. Like not I won. We won. Because like we were able to be, to, to find another layer to self-acceptance. Right. And it's Amen. so beautiful. <laughs> Amen. And congratulations and kudos to my beautiful soul sister. Cause I'm so proud of her because she even said it to me. It's not about the money. I knew it was not about the money. It goes back to what we talked about last week. She had no attachment to what happened with the money, but she was heard. And mm-hmm. for the first time she was heard by a system that doesn't hear hear this, doesn't want to hear this. And she, to me, is the voice of not just her, so many people that went through this injustice. So it's not about the money. It's about being heard. So speak your truth, people. Speak from love. Believe in you. Because as Sam said, we are limitless. And we have to just start breaking through those layers of judgment and limiting beliefs that have been literally programmed into us it is time to break free and we are here to break free Mm -hmm. with you we love you so much and we are uh we're at time so we will see you all on the other side we appreciate you so much for listening to today's episode of shamanic soul sisters We hope you continue to tune in weekly. We trust that you received what was most needed for your highest and best with today's episode. Remember, you are limitless. And to pause each day to take a couple of moments for you. You are worthy and wonderful just the way you are. Thank you again and see you on the other side.